Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network. There's no debate that Led Zeppelin is one of the most powerful, heavy, blues, rock and roll bands of all time. Joe Perry described them as Helen Wolf meets the Loch Ness Monster. But what is up for debate is their originality. Several of their biggest hits borrow or steal from songs that came before them, mostly from African-American blues singers who already sang the blues because they were getting shafted by society. They've been sued almost a half a dozen times for copyright infringement and have made a career of taking songwriting credits for stuff they just didn't write. Making matters worse, the band has always shrugged off these allegations. Robert Plant once said, well, you only get caught when you're successful. Whether you think Led Zeppelin are a bunch of crumbs who stole songs from other artists, or they're just a creative sum of all their differences, the song remains the same, that there's a direct connection between their catalog and the artist who came before them. In this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're taking a look at when the levee breaks from a flood of accusations of plagiarism by shining a light on the songs behind some of Led Zeppelin's most famous tunes. We'll play the originals and the Led Zeppelin cuts that quote-unquote inspired them. We'll look at all the times Zeppelin has cut a check or updated their songwriting credits, as well as some other songs that sound coincidentally like something else. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 48. I'm the man with the mic, the king of the keyboard, the slinger of songs and the talker of tunes, Bruce Kramer. And I'm so happy to be here tonight talking music with my good friend and co-host, the man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway, Ryan McCusker. Are you rocking? Prisoners of Rock and Roll is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and we're sponsored by Bold Foot Socks and McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. We're here. You're here. Some of your friends should be here, but they aren't. So tell them about us and follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you know when we drop a new episode. And what's going on, man? Good to see you again. You too, man. I'm rocking. You know me. I just uh, keep on going with the goes. Yeah, man. Ready to talk about Led Zeppelin. I had a cold when we did the episode two weeks ago. I'm I'm thankful. Yeah, how you feel now? I'm feeling better, man. I don't know how many times editing the last episode I had to cut out me uh, coughing. And I felt bad for you. Sounded dude. like shit. Yeah, man. Something's going around, and you know, kids are back in school. Everybody's sick, and but it's <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I got a beer in front of me now instead of a cup That's of tea good. and a glass of water like last time. So, yeah, um, man. Man, I don't know if this episode if we're dunking on Led Zeppelin or we're trying to shine a light on all this really cool stuff. I I had always heard that they're a ripoff artist. Always. Man, I went I went pretty hard on the research of this and I was like, holy shit, man. I, I found like right the playlist. We've got like 30 songs on there that I'm looking forward to hear the Zeppelin song and then hearing the original one. Like yeah. so I can like match it because I, I barely ever sat around and listened to with the songs they ripped off. Yeah. You know, there's a couple songs that I was like, dude, the original is, is 
it rocks. Like there was stuff that yeah. I'd never heard before. Yeah. I was like, man, this kicks ass. Well, um, you know, like, do you think like Zeppelin, like those guys were like, nobody ever heard of this blues guy and I'm going to play a song and nobody know who will know it's this blues guy. And then this the, becomes this huge iconish thing. And the kin comes around and says, Hey, that's, you know, my great grandfather. And it was like, who would have thought the song would have got that big? Maybe they didn't, you know? When I, we first sat down to start doing this, that was my thought that like, okay, they're ripping off like really old blues guys. But there's a lot of people that were like, the stuff they ripped off was rather contemporary, like within like five years of them. Okay. So it's like, yeah, maybe without the internet, you know, like the stuff wouldn't be as uh, pervasive. You know, it wouldn't be like you wouldn't, you're not like you don't really hear like muddy waters on the radio yeah yeah you know, like he's he gets ripped off a couple times or willie dixon some other guys but they're still within a couple of years i think the brits were really big on the blues in the 60s like they they brought it to like the mainstream like everywhere um everybody was buying these 45s you know from these blues guys and i'm sure that's what jimmy page did growing up just buying these blues 45s and imitating them on guitar if, you know who god i mean you're gonna take something from your influence from it but they flat out fucking totally stole it we could get into a really big discussion about like intellectual property and all like i started reading like um I read like an essay on like music criticism and all this other kind of shit. So I'll summarize it real quick. Like, so there's one thing I read, it was like, um, if you imagine all of music is a, it fits in a big triangle and one corner is like pop music. So that's like rock and roll pop arm, all the shit you would hear on the radio. One corner is like art. So that's like jazz and classical. And the other corner is like folk music and folk music could be like blues, you know, anything that's like, like slave songs, folk music, things that are like passed down over generations. And they're like in that folk corner, there's really no copyright. Like, you know, you think back, you know, people would sing it in the fields and it would get passed down like the shit that Robert Johnson would sing and all those Uh, other guys. Yeah. And they're saying that, you know, Led Zeppelin is in that, that pop corner and they were borrowing shit from the folk corner. And there wasn't like really copyright infringement to begin with. But since they're in the rock and roll world where there is a copyright, it became a, a problematic. So it's like, that's, that's as nerdy as I want to get around it. But it was like, no, it but it's interesting. so interesting. You know, I hope I hope these old blues guys got money like from Zepp, you, you know, I'm, or somebody's kin got a royalty off of those uh, spiritual songs or whatever the hell, you know, and uh, think about all the other bands that were playing blue you know the stone shit man they've made a whole career like yeah cream and a shitload there's a lot of people that say the stones stole like that riff like keith stole that riff the satisfaction riff from from a blues song i never heard it but that's you know a rumor that i've heard over the years i think part of the issue is yeah i mean it also be it's kind of like the in thing now to kind of trash zeppelin for i mean legitimately they've been sued like six times you know like over over plagiarism and um but they're also kind of they're just dicks about it like they are dicks about it yeah like like i like what i said in the monologue like well it only becomes an issue if you get caught and jimmy page has always been like hey man i didn't write the lyrics that's robert plant like you know page points at plant and plants just kind of like throws his hands up and is like well what do you want me to do like yeah it's just shitty like i said who would have 
who they never thought somebody was going to listen to their songs the way that it came, you know? So of course they, they were just putting an experimental album out that first record. Oh, you know, an electrified blues band with Robert Plant singing. That's how, you know, they were like, Oh, that's going to go off like a Led Zeppelin. Like, yeah, because it was never done. I have a quote from Jimmy page when he's just like, um, you know, I always made sure to come up with some variation. And in most cases, you would never even know who the original source was. So all the comparisons came on the lyrics and Robert was supposed to change the lyrics and he didn't always do that, which is what's brought on all the grief. So you couldn't get us on the guitar parts or the music, but they nailed us on the lyrics. So Jimmy Page has always been kind of like trashing him. And yeah, man, it just it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, you know, I, I believe all artists should get what they're due. Totally ripping off these poor. Basically, poor people. Like, you know, like people that lived in shotgun shacks and shit. Right. You know? And like, here's these dudes from Britain. Totally steal the, the, the vibe, everything from the blues and made it what they did. I don't know. It's not leaves a bad taste in my mouth. If they didn't do it, maybe somebody else would have done it. There's songs that they rip off that are like traditional songs and they just yeah. take songwriting credits for yeah. And there's other artists who played the same song who gave, you know, traditional, the songwriter traditional arranged by. So, but sure. there's one like Bob Dylan, like there's a song that they ripped that, that Bob Dylan just said, this is a traditional song. I did the arrangement and then plant and page just go like, oh, yeah, we wrote it. You know, just like that kind yeah. of shit is just shitty. And it's also yeah. like I said in the monologue, it's like you're ripping off African American people who have the blues because the white man was taking all this Fuck shit. Yeah. From, you know, it's just like, it's, it's the same crap. Yeah. They're not even from this country. Right. You know, it's like, they're taking one of the only American like art forms, blues, you know, and, and fucking ripping it off. Yeah. I thought all those guys did. They, maybe they brought it into the limelight, like Clapton did and the Yardbirds and, you know, Zeppelin, they made, they made blues popular. I don't necessarily think it was popular in America. I don't think it, you know, always had this underground feel like they had the festivals and everything like that. But, you know, you, these kids now, you, you say, oh, B.B. Uh, King, they're like, was he royalty of the English empire? You know? Right. And that's kind of the rub, too, is like when blues, the only time blues is really broken into the mainstream has been because white people are playing, you know, like the stones and Zeppelin and Clapton and yeah, you know, it's like, and, and it's every rock band in the sixties. Right. Right. You know, and like, like, what, it's like George Carlin said, like, what, a, what do white people have to sing the blues about? Like they ran out of khakis at banana Republic, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. White people problems. Yeah. You know, there's like a, there's yeah. a cultural thing that just, we can as as suburban white people. We just, we can never understand. You know, we like, talked about that a lot in the blues episode. Like I love Zeppelin. But I never, they never like influenced me on any level. Like I always knew who they were, everything like that. But to see like all these years later, you know, what they really did, they, they made their own songs. You know, they used it like, we'll, we'll look in the stairway. They said somebody, they ripped stairway off of somebody. Yeah, we can start there. Okay. I guess that was the biggest, um, or the most recent lawsuit was Stairway to Heaven. So in 2014, uh, members of a band named Spirit sued Zeppelin for copyright infringement, saying that they 
the beginning of Stairway to Heaven rip them off. And, you know, why don't we let's just play a little bit of that. And then uh, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll play a little bit of that and let's play a little bit of spirit. And then I have some more some story from it. So here you go. Here's here's the beginning of Stairway to Heaven. You're gonna be the uh, you're gonna be the judge and jury tonight. So I'm like, cool. you, know, you you tell me if this shit steals. So here's 45 seconds of a song called Taurus by Spirit. But Terrence. the whole vibe of that i hear it totally maybe it's a different kind of notes they're playing but the whole melodicness the whole feeling it gives they totally stole that vibe yeah so this one was led zeppelin won this they won this suit so they did they you know this 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 um went to court in philadelphia actually we can post a picture of the um the lawyer that that did the lawsuit when he filed the paperwork, he used like the Led Zeppelin font, you know, like when you see their oh, name, yeah. like he put it all like, I mean, he was, he was trolling them a little bit, but um, <laughs> so Jimmy Page said like, he never heard this band once people started until people started posting, you know, the comparisons on the internet. But the lawsuit said that Robert Plant actually saw that band in concert the year before Stairway came out. That's what and I heard. And the bassist testified that he actually met Robert Plant backstage at a concert and like played pool with him. Yeah, so that's what I heard also, like not the pool part, but they definitely saw yeah. this band play. Yeah. So and I guess like so in the lawsuit, they had uh, some hardcore like music people and they said that um, the chord change, like the descending music pattern, they said that that had been in like thousands oh, yeah. of different types. Of, they they actually played um, Chim Chimarie by Mary Poppins and they're like. It's very oh totally. Common. I can hear that. It's a it's a billion chord per every a yeah. lot of song like Chim Chimery. It's yeah. wow. I never yeah wow. So that guy totally. so that one got thrown out. But that was still like I mean that was it was pretty recent. It was in the last like ten years yeah. that that oh, happened. Yeah, I remember it happening. Yeah, I don't know. Was did Plant or Page come to Philly? They, like, I they both testified. So oh wow. So they they went to city hall how embarrassing so so when i was reading it i saw like the uh you know the courtroom drawings of them and yeah sitting never looked so good (laughs) yeah right right it's actually in a suit and cleaned up so so that's the one out of all of these that that goes their way i i i'd say they definitely had influence from from the original i think so too especially in light of going back and looking at all the other times they get sued yeah, and I think the first part of this, well, I'll just go through all the songs that they where they did get sued. Given their track record, yeah, I, I agree, man. 
And no one had ever heard of the band Spirit or that song Taurus. Until- That's probably what they were thinking. They're probably oh, nobody ever heard this band outside of America sure. or like probably nobody knew who they were outside of Philadelphia. Right you now. Um, sure. And the, the lawsuit actually listed like 17 other songs that they ripped off. So I kind of use that as the basis for, for uh, my homework. Stairway? For yeah. Stairway? No, 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 no. Like the Zepp, they were like, they were basically, the lawyer was like, um, hey man, we're, this isn't the first time that they ripped somebody off. Here's 17 other times that they ripped right. off other artists. Wow. So, all right. So the next one I'll, I'll talk about is Days to Confused. This one might be the most egregious out of all of them. So when the song was on Zeppelin's debut album, it's credited uh, music and lyrics by Jimmy Page. That's complete bullshit. So a guy named Jake Holmes wrote a song called Days to Confuse in 1967, two years before the Zeppelin song. And you probably never heard of that dude, but he, you know his stuff. He actually wrote the uh, Be All You Can Be jingle for the army. Oh, no and, way. Great and tune. And he wrote in like the Dr. Pepper, like I'm a pepper. You're a you're pepper, a pepper. You're a pepper. Yeah, he oh, wrote wow. that. Right on. Let's play a little bit of these songs and then you can pass judgment. So here's Days of Confused by Zeppelin. All right. Days of Confused for so long, it's not true. Wanted a woman never bargained for you. Lots of people talking, few of them know. Soul of a woman was created below. Here's 30 seconds of Days of Confused by Jake Holmes. I'm dazed and confused as it stays a go. Am I being choosed? Well, I'd just like to know. Give me a clue as to where I am at. Feel like a mouse and you act like a cat. It's the same wow. fucking song. Wow. It's the same like, fucking song. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never so, I never heard that song. I mean, I know Days Confused, but I never heard of yeah. her, that song before. So the, uh, the second one you played. So Jimmy Page says, I've never heard of this guy and I've never heard of Days to Confused, the song, which is bull. Like, oh, OK, I just happened yeah. to come up with a song with the same name. Same. So and here's where the bullshit comes in. So the thing is that Jake Holmes, that guy. He opened for the Yardbirds and played that <laughs> song when Jimmy Page was in the fucking Yardbirds. And the Yardbirds liked it so much that they were like, hey, man, can we start playing this? And that's where like Jimmy Page started. Or, uh, he started playing the guitar with the violin bow. Like he learned to do that on this song, covering this wow. song with the Yardbirds. Wow, that's like not confusing at all. That's no. totally, yeah, dude, that's as clear as day in my book the whole yeah. vibe is there yeah so this guy eventually went full what the what wtf mode and oh. he's he sued zeppelin and uh jimmy page in 2010 and the case was settled out of court uh he got a he got a check and if you go back now if you look at a zeppelin out a song you know by jimmy page inspired by jake holmes yeah that's how it should be so he got royalties and he got it i hope he did i hope he got paid I don't know anything about those dudes, but uh, they definitely took inspiration from that. Yeah, it's pretty shitty when you're like, oh, I never heard the guy. And you're like, well, here's 
footage of him opening for, a, your, for your for yeah. your band. You like, probably he got went, tired. Yeah, oh he my went, God. He went on tour with you. Like, come on. Yeah, you watched them every night. <laughs> yeah. And you're All like, right. oh. Next, I got Bring It On Home. And uh, how this song rips off uh, another blues song. So here's a little bit of Bring It On Home. rock and blues tune here's a song called bring it on home by sunny boy williamson too check this I out i love sunny boy williams yeah here you go check this out Baby. Song again, it's it slowed down. The bass groove's the same, yeah. That beginning, the harmonica and everything, it's the same, yeah, yeah. So, Zeppelin Ooh. said they and it was actually written by Willie Dixon, and uh, he comes up, he gets sued a cut, he got ripped off a couple of times by Zeppelin. But Zeppelin, when it became a problem, they were like, No, 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 man, we we wanted to do this as a tribute to Sonny Boy <laughs> Williams, but they never gave him credit or royalties. So, his uh, his a company called Arc Music. They're the publishing arm for Chess Records. They sued Zeppelin in '72 over this and the Lemon Song. They sued them bo- over both at the same time, and Zeppelin settled out of court and cut a check. And if you go and look at a Zeppelin album now, it says the song was credited to Willie Dixon. The interesting thing is Arc Music when they got the royalties, they never passed it along to Willie Dixon. So Willie Dixon wound up suing his record label to get the royalties. Man, so, people. The music industry is really bad, man. It's it cutthroat, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm glad I never got like fully, you know, professional, professionally, professionally into it. Because God, I I would have probably just walked away from it. And I don't, I don't throw this around lightly. It's racist as fuck. Like fuck I mean, yeah. this is like the way these guys are treated, man. It was yeah. We talked about it, little Richard and oh yeah, uh, over over all these blues guys, man. You they got some died. asshole like Pat Boone covering your song, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck so. That. All right, so that song is also a ripoff. And it's, you know, hey, man, if you want to pay tribute to him, really cool. But that's something to it. Give him the shout out, man. Right. Give him just own it. The next one is the Lemon Song. So this is there's another song that they got sued over. And awesome song off of Led Zeppelin 2. Great song. And, and another song that they completely ripped off somebody without giving credit. So here's the Lemon Song.
Here is a song called Killing Floor, because that it just ends I'm gonna end up on the killing floor. This is Killing Floor by Helen Wolf, who is my favorite blues guy. Oh, yeah. Of all. I love the wolf. Check this out. Listen to these lyrics. I should have quit you and went on to Mexico. If I had a father, my first A well, lot the, of yeah. it is similar. Yeah, totally. The the rhythm of the lyrics of how it's going. Obviously, the the song's a much upbeat song than the Zeppelin yeah. Lemon song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. I could see it. So when Zeppelin in their early years, they actually toured in like '68 and '69, and they were like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna we're doing a cover of Killing Floor' by Howlin' Wolf," and then over time, they started calling it the Lemon Song. No. Um, and the um the writing credits when it's on the album it says Page and Plant. They never gave yeah. a, they never gave shit to Hell and Wolf. Holy um shit. So some a couple things I found online said that Arc Music, again, the publishing arm of chess records, sued Zeppelin for this and they settled out of court. There was actually a time when the album in the UK, when it first came out, the track was listed instead of Lemon Song, it said Killing Floor by Chester Burnett which is Helen Wolf's real name. Okay. And then later pressing said the lemon song with page and plant. Wow. I bet those so, copies are worth something like the printed yes. ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that, they're up there. And the lyric about like, squeeze me baby till the juice runs down my leg. Like yeah. um, that he, that Robert plant sings. Uh-huh. That's actually from a, um, it's from a Robert Johnson song. Yeah. It, so, I heard that. Yeah. 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 And there's a, he uses it a couple times. Uh, yeah. It's from uh, traveling, traveling Riverside Blues by Robert Johnson. Yes, so, yes. And, Every time I hear the Lemon Song, I think of when we saw him with um, Chris Robinson. Oh, dude, it was awesome. That, the Black Rose. He did the Lemon Song, dude. That was like fucking awesome. Yeah, man, it was great. That was great. Yeah. Anyway, so and I, I read a, a Robert Plant said, "Yeah, it's borrowed, admittedly, but why not?" So he's kind of like, you know, he's like, oh, I wish I wish I'd written that. I really do. But I didn't. So it's like he's kind of like being a being a dick, man. They're just like snooty about it, too. Right. I mean, the, the image of like a lemon is like a sexual reference was like sure. all over blues, blues music in the 30s. I found like all these songs that it was that was like a thing. But I could totally see lemon being like, you know, sexual. Yeah. Like squeeze- about like a w- woman's body part. Squeeze me, babe, till the juice runs down my leg. Squeeze me, squeeze me, babe, until the juice runs down my leg. The way you squeeze my lemon, I'm going to fall right out of bed. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, man, I I get it. Yeah. And they said it was like women were singing it. Robert Johnson was singing it. Sure. But, you know, Holland Wolf was still like, he's, I think he's still alive when this song, you know, the, the killing floor by Helen Wolf came out in 64. Led Zeppelin two came out in 69. So it's like, it ain't that, it ain't that far away. You know, in the 60s, they brought all those old blues heads to England and toured around. Yeah, they were yeah. like fucking having dinner with these people and telling a story like that. And the next day, they're just ripping their songs off. Yep. All right. The next song I got where there was a lawsuit is actually uh, your girl Joan Baez comes up. Uh, I saw this on the list. I was like, what the hell can they possibly steal off of Joan Baez? 
this one gets a little complicated, but um, I think I, I think I summarized. I spent more time reading about Joan Baez. All right. So the song, Babe, I'm going to leave you. It's on Led Zeppelin one. The original pressing of it said words and music traditional arranged by Jimmy Page. And then eventually uh, the liner notes just said words and music, Jimmy Page. But it wasn't a traditional folk song. This one's not entirely Led Zeppelin's fault. Way back in the day, UC Berkeley had like a really late night radio show where you could just kind of come on and you could play like acoustic, you know, like college radio kind of shit. Cool. And this lady named Ann Breeden went on and played this song that she wrote called Babe, I'm Going to Leave You. And the radio host was like, hey, man, I really like that. Can you teach me how to play it? So she learned how to play it and she wrote all the lyrics down. And then fast forward a little bit. Joan Baez goes on like a college tour. And afterwards, she agrees to go to like somebody. She goes to like somebody's house just to kind of like play folk music. And this radio host plays the song. And then Joan Baez goes, oh, well, I really like that. Can I play it? So See, she's Joan, so good. Right. So then Joan Baez plays it. It goes on her in concert album. And um, eventually Joan Baez was like oh wait i put like well, i didn't write this somebody should get royalty so she goes back and contacts the radio host oh well wow. and the radio host is like no i didn't write it this other woman and breeden wrote it and joan Baez gives her royalties oh that's great yeah so See? she did she did the right thing zeppelin heard the joan Baez song so initially joan, initially joan Baez thought it was a traditional folk song so when zeppelin heard it they were like oh it's that's a we like that traditional folk song we want to do a version of it not knowing that Joan Baez then went back and was like, oh, wait, this wasn't a traditional song. Some some lady wrote it recently. This this woman, uh, Ann Breeden, finally, she said she like her. She walked in her kid's room one day and her kid was listening to Zeppelin. It was like, that's my fucking song. Oh, um, that's awful. And she kind of reached out and she got like Zeppelin kind of gave her the, you know, the the cold shoulder. And she she wound up um, pushing them a little bit more. She finally got writing credit. And uh, back royalties in the song. Now she got 50% of the royalties off of it and page and plant split the other half. So hey, look at all this American music getting ripped off. Right. So not, not entirely their fault. I don't think they knew this one, but here I'll, let's play a little bit. I'm sorry, man. We're going to play oh, a, little bit of, a little bit of Joan Baez. Here's all right. <laughs> here's a little bit of babe. I'm going to miss you off of zap. Okay. Here's 30 seconds of the Joan Baez version. I'll skip past all this annoying crowd music. Interesting. I, I've been a, li- 
I've been listening to like this playlist like all week. Like when I, and I, that song, I I skip. I can't you skip over. I, I can't I, do it. She sounds like she should be like an animated princess or the way she sings. Yeah, that's a you that's know? a great right right like an overdone Disney thing princess. Like, oh my god, like Sleeping ah. Beauty or some shit. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I don't remember them making that noise. But it's, <laughs> it's like waiting for like the uh, like, ah, like the Tarzan. Yeah, I can't do it. And I listen to all this other stuff all week and I just I can't sit through that. It's cool. Joan Baez gave props to that woman. Did did right and went back and found out who it was and made sure she got her money. So, yeah, and I think the did other set, and Seth didn't give her any props until they until they kind of like originally. No. And they and they kind of had to. Yeah. So. OK, good for her. All right. I still got I got more lawsuit songs. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, I got two more lawsuit songs. So, all right. The next one, man, whole lot of love. This is like one of my favorite Zeppelin songs. Rockin'. Kick-ass song. One of my favorite guitar riffs in rock and roll. When it appeared on Led Zeppelin 2, it was credited to all four members of the band. And this song's got all that, um, you know, that, that sexuality to it that made Led Zeppelin oh, yeah. popular, right? The, like, here, here's Let's play a little bit of that at the beginning of it, man. It's just like, it just oozes like just sexuality. Here you go. I, that's probably, I, I think it's one of the reasons that I put Jimmy Page like on my top uh, guitar players See, of all time episode. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So don't don't listen to the music. Think about the lyrics. Okay, check check out this song by Muddy Waters called "You Need Love." Okay. I ain't fooling you. Be schooling, baby. You know. I'm on way down inside. Woman, you need love. You got to have some love. She got to have some love. Same goddamn lyrics. Who was that? That was Muddy Waters. Wow, man. They, so that song was written took- by that song was written by Willie Dixon, who wrote yeah. the Sonny Boy Williamson song too. Well, they're like, come on, man. They took a section of that song and made a whole song based on it. Right. You know, the the, the music is different, but the lyrics, it's the same. It's the same fucking lyrics. It was the same like rhythm of it. It's sped up, you know, but um, it's a different song altogether than the whole lot of love, except for that bridge part that Muddy went into. That really what you got, what you fast forward to that really sounds like it and it's the same lyrics so and willie dixon in like 85 he sued zeppelin the case was settled out of court and willie dixon is now got listed on the, on the credits for everything yeah. forward and so i got a i got a quote from robert plant this, like what a dick listen to this 
well, what am I going to sing? That was it. It was a Nick. I paid for it and I'm happy to. At the time, there was a lot of conversation about what to do. It was decided that it was only so far away in time and influence. Hey, you only get caught when you're successful. That's the game. So it was like, well, no, it's what not really douchebag. Right. It's not that far away from time because it was like money. Right, what Willie Dixon was still alive. Who are we giving the shit bag of the week to? I like plant I, or page. Let's just give them both plant and page. Yeah, I think we got to give them both shit bag of the week. Uh shit bag of the week. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Never gets old. But dude, they they're just proving and proving more to me. They're dirt balls, man. Right. You know? It's like holy shit. It's like let's steal something else from America. Yep. And that the lyric uh way down or I want to be your backdoor man. Like we yeah, when the the music gets all crazy and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Play, that's um that's a John Lee Hooker line. Oh yeah, I've heard that. But you so hear uh, Morrison do it also. A lot of there's a lot of if, uh from that saying. And again, man, it's like, yeah, it's a, if it's a common blues thing that's been passed down, like the lemon analogy or, yeah, maybe I want to be your backdoor man. You're right. I, I remember um, a couple other uh, Clarence Carter and some other dudes ripping that using that analogy. Oh, yeah. Um, but at some point, it's like, yeah, where is it you're paying tribute and you're you're carrying it forward to you're just fucking stealing when it's coming to money. You're, you're fucking stealing. There's yeah. no paying playing tribute to anything. Yeah, it's like, I bet you play tribute to any Zeppelin song. They want their cut. Right, right. When they sue us for playing this yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, for uh, real. They want, they want their money. I'd rather have Willie Dixon <laughs> sue us. You know, and he's ripping off like Helen Wolf and Muddy Waters and really did like these are like big names. Yeah. It, right. Like I, I always thought that they ripped off these in like, the blues. But here they're big names now. But then right. they, they were just like a cult following of blues guys. You know, blues was hip in America for a little while. And then it just, you know, rock and roll came in and, and stole their whole thing. And and England did something else with it. That's that's a really good point. Like I most of America probably knows Muddy Waters from the Stones and how much they they looked up to him. And how Wolf, too. I mean, shit, the Stones yeah. you know, brought him out, too. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I I only know about blues music by being a rock and roll fan. But at least the Stones gave, at least the Stones gave them like fucking respect to those guys. Sure, and, you know, I'm sure they had their own lawsuits. So Mick Jagger, it's, it's all business. It's all business to him. But like, he worshipped Muddy Waters, you know. Yeah, and they brought him out on like stage before. And, yeah, uh, we we played before too. Like the Stones brought Helen Wolf out a couple times on stage. They're just more mix. from what I'm hearing from now. It's like the Stones are so humble of their beginnings, and Led Zeppelin is just being snooty about the whole fucking thing. I got that too. That like the Stones kind of like they embrace it and they're moving forward with it. Like, hey, this is check out all this cool shit that influenced us. Well, Zeppelin's just kind of like, hey, look what we did. Look what we yeah. wrote. Yeah. yeah. It's really shitty, man. It really, it's really left a kind of a bad taste in my mouth about them and their legacy and just the, the way they're so, I mean, maybe they're so flippant about it now because they've been sued so many times. They don't want to say anything stupid, but uh, like still, it's just shitty. It's just a, a way, I guess, music just always went. Uh, somebody hears something and somebody will add something to it and call it their own right but that's and that's rock and roll and that's especially the blues 
right? That's I mean, you, yeah. you learn the shit and you pass, you play something else and you pass it down and you make a change to it. But, um, you know, when the I don't know, man, when the middle class white people start doing it and claiming it as their own and they're not even given, um, you know, they're not even given writing credits to this shit. Right. It's just it's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's awful. I hope everybody's getting their money off of Zep. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I only have one more song where there was a lawsuit. And then okay. I got a, I got a shit ton more songs that were like, yeah, that sound, I love it. that sound like other stuff. So not everybody got their money. But the last uh, one I've got with the lawsuit is Boogie with Stu <laughs> on physical on physical graffiti. Yeah. And that's the jam session they did with Ian Stewart from the Rolling Stones. And they're really playing. Uh, they're playing a Richie Valens song called Ooh My Head. So great song. Great here's, song. Here's Boogie with Stu. Here's Ooh My Head by Richie Valens. But this, oh, out God. of all the all the songs that I listened That's to. That's so clear as day already to me. I love that this song. I, I love this I, song. I didn't know this song. I was like, man, I, I like this more than anything that Richie Valens. Oh, Richie like, Valens, man. He, play the song, bro. Yeah, here. It's great. Dude, oh, I, I, yeah. I wish I would have known about that song when we did our 50s episode because I was like, man, that is, I was like, dude, that song is fucking bitching. I always knew about that song. That I, song was in the movie La Bamba. And uh, as a little kid, I seen that movie, had the soundtrack. So that song was on the soundtrack. I'm a big fan of that song. And to hear Richie Vallis did tell me he got his pay, his family got paid. So when the album came out, the songwriting credits listed the four guys in Zeppelin, Ian Stewart. And it said Mrs. Valens, Richie's mom. So the the band said they they put her name on there just to try to get her some royalties because she never really got anything off out of his estate. Oh, absolutely. So, well, but that's... but they they don't even list her fucking like her name's not Valens. Like his last name was like was, Valens Valens Way. To, yeah. Valens so they didn't even use a real name, and they also like they still list themselves as the fucking songwriters. Dude, that's fucking awful. I mean, Richie so Valens. Like, Richie Valls should get everything that's coming to him. So his, his family, his estate sued and Zeppelin was like, no, man, this um, this song, Richie Valens borrowed a lot from a little Richard song called Ooh, my soul. And they ultimately they cut a check out of court and all this again, they they settle. But even then, man, it's like, they're, like they they posture like, oh, we're trying to help and throw her a bone. But it's like you didn't even use her fucking real name. Yeah, and that's you're still a, that's taking a, credit for it. That's a slimy way around probably to pay her. Right. credit to the wrong name right and it's like and it's still like you didn't write the song man so what are you taking like you're you're doing a cover 
And co- comes the money, man. They want their money. Zeppelin, yeah. the 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 Brits are hardcore from like they. It's all business, rock and roll. You yep. know, there's yep. no feelings in that shit. It's really shitty, man. I, yeah. All of this. So that's so we played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Played seven songs. Seven times they've been sued. Crazy. And I hope every one of them won. Six at right. All of them accepts their way to heaven. They wound up cutting a check. I mean, talk about like your tarnished legacy, man. Again, like I, I don't want to sell short, man. That they are amazing musicians, and he oh, is. They're, you know, yeah, they're one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. They like invented a, a certain kind of metal, right? You know, but like, dude, they they should definitely give props to what their influences were back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, man, they did it on the backs of other artists. And it's like yeah. it's just really complicated because it's like, you know, there's so much um like dude, they were making stupid money. Like stupid money they were making right. off and they couldn't just been hey, I'll sleep better at night by throwing them a little bit. No, they didn't do that shit. Yeah, there's so much attention in the media now around like cultural appropriation. You know, it's thrown around all the time. Like you can't do this and you can't do that. You can't open a Mexican restaurant or you know, I if I go eat sushi, I'm culturally appropriate. But it was like you're this is such an African-American form of music that you're just a bunch of white dudes pulling it. Man, it's just like, I, I understand the argument here with cultural appropriation. Yeah. If anything, it's look what they're stealing from America. Right. I'm sorry. That's what I saved so far through this. What Zeppelin did. They just stole everything from Americans. And that's all those blues guys did. And that happened to them. I'm sorry. And all those, I mean, shit, how many episodes have we talked about, like, you know, bluesy rock and roll bands from you know, the Canned Heat and the Woodstock episode to, you know, uh, Cream and. Yeah. We talk about all these different blues influenced rock and roll bands. Right. And nobody's gone. Nobody's been sued as much as these guys have. No. Like fame. Maybe. I've never heard of so many of them. Maybe one or two I heard. But God. They they how do they sleep fine at night probably yeah and I don't know rock and, and roll is a tough business and some of these guys man like like if you if you really dive into music man like guys like Muddy Waters and Helen Wolf they're like the backbone of all of it right like Helen yeah. Wolf was there at Sun Record like I said this before like Sam Phillips the guy who discovered Elvis said that Helen Wolf was the greatest talent he ever discovered I wish I go back and see him dude. I do too, man. I He's thought, like, like a wild man. Yeah, to see him in like, imagine seeing him in a little like juke joint kind of, kind of like maybe even like seeing him someplace like McCusker's, right? And, and just the the he would tear it apart, man. Right. And some guy that like he gets he you have to be in the music to know him, right? It's like yeah. and I I think he's one of the I was something on Twitter the other day was like who's the greatest musician who never made it as big as you thought he would? And I I on our account I was like Helen Wolf, like he just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that whole the rock and roll persona on stage, like before, you know, glam and stage perform all that shit. Like all these, a lot of these blue guys, right? With blues guys, we talked about uh Charlie Patton playing the guitar behind his head in the '30s and shit like that. You know, it's just and these guys just and Zeppelin just ripped them off. I don't know, man. I the more we did this research, the the more strongly I felt about all this. Yeah, it seems like they ripped off so many people in the history of rock and roll. I don't think I've ever heard any other band get mentioned more than you just did. Right. 
how many were seven lawsuits seven seven, seven lawsuits man seven different oh, songs there was, and those are all like those are all hits right i didn't i we didn't play anything obscure no no yeah maybe boogie with stew you got to be into them a little bit but it's like I, all the you know lemon song and whole lot of love and stairway like those are all enormous songs they're like iconic what else can i say about it yeah right and and, and people didn't you know, people didn't come out of the, you could maybe make an argument that, OK, well, those are the songs that made all the money. People are coming out with their hands out. But you don't hear that with all this other shit that's going on. You know, like this thing about the set fans, like they love the whole album. So they probably skip over the Lemon song or they probably definitely skip over Stairway to, to the next song. You know, Stairway's been so played out. They ha- you remember Wayne's World? Yeah. And it goes in the guitar shop and Wayne starts playing uh, Stairway to Heaven. And the guy points up to the sign and says, no stairway. Yeah. Zeppelin's such assholes. They made um, Mike Myers take out the lick, the three second lick of Stairway to Heaven. So now you watch the movie. It's some bullshit thing. And the joke doesn't hmm. get it. You know, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Like unreal. When uh. the Kings are ripping people off and Mike Myers is making a joke out of it in Wayne's world. They had a shitty fit. None of this is going to make me not listen to Zeppelin, right? I still I don't think they listen to them. I don't. Yeah, I don't listen to them a lot anyway. They, you know, I, they were never one of my things. I seen Page and Plant in concert when they came around in the nineties. It was great, but yeah, you know, I, I I approach it just like anything else, man. We pick this episode, and I go all in, and it's all I listen to for two weeks. And tomorrow we're going to start the next episode, and I'll you know I'll move on. You're um, really definitely putting the Zep kick in me. Like I could see myself listening to Zep after doing this episode with you. I mean, shit, man. And those first four albums that you can put them up against any first four albums oh, yeah. by any band in history. And they just, they rock. Dude, I have them all on vinyl. They, they, they're they all amazing through, through like a headset. Even we're sitting here listening through, through the headset. And we say it all every week, you know, if you don't have a pair of headphones to listen to music to, you should go out and buy a pair of them. You don't even need an expensive pair of them. I saw you a couple of times. I saw you closing your eyes, listening to it a couple of times. I wanted, I'm trying to like piece out things to listen to a specific part of the song. So maybe yeah. just concentrating. Those first four Zeppelin albums, man, stack up against any four albums by any rock and roll band. Yeah. And like cons- they were consistent. It's not like they, I mean, did they ever put a bad album out? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. But they, again, they weren't a big influence on me at all. I could see how they, they were influenced on a whole generation of musicians. Sure. I mean, they were, they were like really early heavy metal too, right? And people Definitely. make an argument that they were like, start, they were one of the groundbreakers of heavy metal. Yeah. Jimmy Page, he played the Les Paul, I believe, a lot. And he that, that made him such a bluesy sound. I'm sure guys like Slash took from that and be like oh you know i really love the blues and maybe influence slash a little bit slash is a very bluesy guitar player yeah you know even that i mean that tour that he did with the black crows i mean that was that was 20, a monster that tour, was 20 dude. years ago that we went yeah to that, and i still have like i can still, that's on spotify dude yeah and it, yeah. it didn't a lot of the zeppelin shit wasn't on there because of like copyright stuff and you can find it on youtube and shit but yeah. i have like such vivid memories man of just seeing him like just going like holy shit man i'm seeing one of the greatest guitar players ever yeah and the way you sat close like, we did yeah just to, to just, see him do his guitar 
uh, right, the holding the up fingering and the, shit. The oh, reverb yeah, remember? over the yeah. speakers and shit. Yep. And he had the bow were, over the guitar. Or the, really, I was freaking out. I was like, dude, look, look. Yeah, but, right. You're seeing one of the greatest, the most inventive. You know, he's up there with Brian May and and yeah. Dick Dale and Keith I Richards enjoyed, and, I enjoyed the the Black Crows tour more than I did the uh, Page and Plant tour. I didn't see the Page and Plant tour, but. Chris Robinson's always been like, if somebody was going to pick up the mantle and sing those songs, because Robert yeah. Plant can't fucking yeah. those notes anymore. Chris yeah. Robinson could do it. Easy. I heard that um, Miles Kennedy jammed with Zeppelin and with Jason Bonham on drums. And they and it, he did a whole bunch of rehearsals with them. It didn't work out. They were ready, but they were looking around, you know. Yeah, some of the, I mean, the shit that he does now with um, Allison Krauss is like, it's okay. I got to be in like a real specific mood to listen to it. I would, I would rather go see it in concert than listen to it on, on yeah. Spotify. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Like, if I'm like, know, yeah. I don't, I don't like uh, contemporary music. That's why I consider Allison Krauss. She's in that contemporary. Maybe I'm crazy, but um, I don't know. I'd rather go see it live. Yeah, I, I maybe if I'm sitting out by the fire, my fire pit with it, I could listen to it. But yeah, not. Do you I think she's have, like more like country? Yeah, she's like a bluegrass kind of kind of thing. And I, I, I think he does that because he can't he can't hit those notes anymore, man. He it would it would not work if he tried to go. They got that band back together. I heard that Allison Krauss and and Plant were at the Man Music Center in Philadelphia. Yeah, they come, and like they did a few. They yeah, they did a few Zeppelin songs. Really? That, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Next year, I would like, like I said, I'd rather go see them live to have my first impression from them. That's probably like a um a go, just go because they're coming and seeing why you can, kind of thing. And I always hear good things about it. I don't yeah. expect Robert Plant to hit any notes in anything. You know, I res- if anything, I respect them not cashing in on a fucking tour. And they would have made it a shit ton of, you know, like they're, they're up there with Pink Floyd. Like how much money would they get offered to go to get back to, you know, grab, grab Jason Bonham and go on the road. Yeah. But plants like I can't do it. There's yeah. no way I can do it, but at least he respects it. Yeah. He's not a, he's not Vince Neil saying, well, we'll just grab four backup singers. And we'll uh, cover there for was. Yeah. We saw so, maybe we'll take a break. Cool. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the other stuff. All right. Sounds good. All right, now stick around. We'll be back. Prison Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox at McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. You know, well, we're talking a lot this week about ripoffs, but our sponsor, Boldfoot Socks, is straight up original. We're thrilled to have them be part of the family because they make great socks in a variety of styles from anything from running, running to the office, or running your mouth while doing a podcast about music. Boldfoot Socks is a veteran-owned business, and they give 5% of all their proceeds to veteran charities. So supporting them supports your feet and the vets. You can't go wrong with that. And as soon as you're done listening to us, go over to boldfoot.com and check out all the different styles they have. That's boldfoot.com. 
Dude, I, I love that they're, they're our sponsor, but I love that they're so good to the vets. I'm so big on that, man. Yeah, man. Anything that does a uh, paid forward charity stuff, I'm I'm down for. So, yeah, we're always happy to be part of. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new Factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, so we're back from the commercial break. Thanks so much for sticking with us. So that covers all the lawsuits, but that's not the end of the allegations. So I have a whole bunch of other songs still that we can talk about, about some things that I think that are pretty close ripoffs, and then there's some that are kind of like, okay, maybe. So, Ryan, maybe I'll, I'll play some of these, and you tell me whether you think they are guilty okay, or, or not. So the first one I'm going to talk about is How Many More Times? So that song is credited to Jimmy Page, John Bonham, and John Paul Jones. And let me play 30 seconds of that. How many more 
So there's that. That song sounds an awful lot like How Many More Years by the Great Helen Wolf. So let me play a little bit of that. How many more years have I got to let your dog be around? How many more years have I got to let your dog be around? Oh yeah, that's that's really close. Yeah, and I got another one that he rips. So he also this song also um, rips off a song called "The Hunter" by Albert King without giving him credit. So here's another uh, thirty second spot from the Led Zeppelin song. All right, and here's Albert Hunter, or here's Albert King, the hunter. Check this out. They call me the hunter. That's my name. A pretty woman like you is my only game. I bought me a love gun. exact same word for word i hear as as the day is long bro nuts so um this one was a little weird so most of the stuff i read online said the writing credits were never changed but the paperwork for the lawsuit from stairway to heaven uh that the lawyer filed said that helen wolf is now credited and gets royalties from it so i'm not entirely sure i went on like amazon and pulled up the album and looked at the liner notes and it didn't it wasn't changed but Lawyer said it was. I'm I'm not entirely sure. So Wow, the wolf, man. If, I know. Why didn't the wolf like shank these guys, man? I know, man. Right, right. Holy shit, man. He was the wolf. No. He also uh he ripped off, you know, it wasn't all African American people. He did rip off some white people. So like like I got another one. Here's uh Black Mountainside. kind of vibe right it's got the yeah tabla, the tabla drum Love it. yeah when so when this came out it was credited song uh music by jimmy page however here's the song called blackwater side by a guy named bert janch here you go 
on Marlon Fair, I took the air down by Blackwater side. The music yeah. is really similar. Yeah, very um, close. That that song, so that dude, his version says, you know, words and music traditional arrangement by the by Bert Janch. So it's um it's a traditional Irish folk song that cool. he did. But then Zeppelin stole it and just said, like, oh fuck it, we wrote it. <sighs> so uh, and now they're taken from the Irish. Right. Jimmy Page said he really liked he's like, Oh, I really like Bert Janch. I was like, Yeah, dude, but you didn't you didn't like him. Yeah, here, Jimmy Page. He said, at one point, I was absolutely obsessed with Burt Janch. When I first heard his album, I couldn't believe it. It was so far ahead of anything else that anybody was doing. And it was like, cool. And then you stole his shit and said you wrote it. <laughs> That's now, what he does. His record, uh, Burt Janch, for, he said him and his record label thought about suing Zeppelin, but they didn't because they were afraid um, that it would just drag on forever and get really expensive. Sure. And the fact that the song is based on a traditional folk song, they're like, they could get like real messy. So they never did, but they thought about suing them. So, I, I mean, like, again, they got trillions of zillions of dollars. Why right. not try to take a shot? It's the right. lawyers, though, too, who, who also push it. The lawyers are get, they take advantage of the person who the royalty should go to. Yeah. And if the, the lawyers are scumbags also. Yeah. All right, so here's the next one. This one, this one's gonna um rips off two different people as well. So in my time of dying off of physical graffiti, this one is credited to the four members of the band, but uh it's really based off of a traditional gospel song called Jesus Make Up My Dying Bed that's been around forever. So here here's the Zeppelin version. a traditional gospel song that they take credit for writing themselves and i got i found two other versions of times that that song has been performed so the first one is in my time of dying by bob dylan yeah on the free will and bob dylan so here's a little bit of even that in the the liner notes it says traditional arranged by bob dylan so bob dylan doesn't even take credit for it so here's that well in my time of dying I like that a lot. I'm not a Dylan, you know. I I've loved that album. Free like Will that and shit, man. That's a great album. I never uh, maybe put that together. It, it, I guess it's there. You know, yeah, the uh, what did Dylan do? Did he? Did Dylan say, "Yo, you're stealing my song"? And no, because Dylan was Dylan was like, "I I didn't write this. I arranged. It's a traditional song, and I he never took writing credit. He just said it's a traditional song. I arranged it." 
It's wow. the same. It's the same title in my time of dying and in my time of yeah. dying. So um, Zepp is getting paid. Right. And they ripped out it. So and I found an even earlier version of a very similar song called Jesus is a dying. Uh, wait, hang on. It's not the full stand. My Jesus is a dying bed maker by Charlie Patton, who we talked about in the blues episode. Yeah. So check this out. This is a little hard to hear because the quality is terrible. But here you go. The theme is hear, the themes there. I hear all of it. And I just wanted Absolutely. to play Charlie Pat. I just wanted to be able to play Charlie yeah, Pat again. I, yeah, it's our show. We get to play Pat and what we want to. I think out of all the artists that I've uh, all the shit I've uncovered and learned about, he might be one of my favorite musicians. I've yeah, he's a he's definitely one of the originals. Yeah, really cool. Um, so there's that. All right, so I, here's some more. This is all right. So now we're going into some songs that uh, there was never a lawsuit, but there's some uh, similarities that sound really weird. So your time is going to come. Off of which Led Zeppelin album is that? Is that off of one? Yeah, off of Led Zeppelin one. Sounds a lot like Dear Mr. Fantasy by Traffic. So here's 30 seconds of this. Okay. the beginning of Dear Mr. Fantasy. I don't know if I, I see it. that one. I don't I know if I hear Mr. that one. I, love I do Mr. too. Fantasy. No, I don't Steve really Wood- hear that one, bro. Yeah, I don't either. Anything that Steve Winwood's in, man, I'm all for. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hear. I have that to as listen much. to more traffic. That's I don't know much about traffic, but I just you know, Stevie Winwood's the man. right. Stevie Winwood, right? Yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah. All right. How about uh, Moby Dick? Moby Dick's a okay. great song. So here's Moby. Here's thirty seconds of Moby Dick. Love it. 
awesome instrumental. It was a big influence to me playing the drums. I I'm again, yeah. I, I totally get it. So here's a song called Watch Your Step by Bobby Parker. It's same fucking progression. Yeah. yeah. Same uh, drum that idea. That was the drum bad. idea is the same. Yeah. Totally agree, man. 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 Mean, right? It's like, no, no, you're ruining it. It's like, right? it's like the same fucking It's song. like when you watch that TV show with the magician and they show you how they fucking did all the tricks. That's <laughs> what I feel like right now, bro. This should, this episode should be like, we're gonna ruin Led Zeppelin for you. Holy shit, <laughs> man. Here's a communication breakdown. Okay. Nervous Breakdown by Eddie Cochran. I'm a having a nervous breakdown. A mental shakedown. I see my hands out of shiver. I see my knees out of quiver. My whole body's in a tither. I'm a having a nervous breakdown. Oh, he's the shit, man. Yeah, he's great. I that one's a little bit of a stretch. Some of the 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 lyrics are real loose, kind of. I actually had the Zeppelin lyrics up while Eddie Cochran was singing. It's I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sold on that one. Yeah, I uh, I give props to anything Cochran does, bro. He's he's awesome. I think that I think the Cochran songs better than the Zepp songs. I do too. Yeah, I do too. It, that's a raw rock and roll song, like one of the originals. Yeah, you know. Since I've been loving you, another great song. Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin three. Yeah, love it. You're gonna ruin that one for me too. Yeah. Here is Never by Moby Grape. Listen to the first verse. (laughs) 
seven every night Ought to make life a drag Yeah, and I know that ain't a right It's the same verse. Yeah, totally. So Zeppelin was working from 7 to 11 every night. It makes life a drag. I don't think that's right. Moby Grape, working from 11 to 7 every night. Ought to make life a drag, and I know that ain't right. Again, wow. what, what the fuck? What the fuck? Dude. Did they not think they were going to be the biggest band in the world and nobody was going to find out they do any of this shit? It's crazy, man. I got I got four more songs. No, I'm yeah, not done. I'm, I'm not done. You're not done ruining it for everybody, <laughs> huh? Bronny yeah. R. Bronny R. Stomp, right? Another really cool uh, instrumental, Led Zeppelin three. Love it. Here you go. Love the bass I drum. love when Zeppelin does broke uh rip down shit, man. Like right. down stuff. So that dude Bert Jansh, that guy Bert Jansh, who wrote the uh Blackwater slide. Here's his okay. song, The Wag The Wagoner's Lad. Check this out. Okay. Yeah, man. Fucking song. The rhythm, the rhythms there. You know, there's no bass drum kind of thing, but you know, yeah, the, I can see them getting an idea off of that. Right. It's crazy, right? It's again, it's a guy that that Jimmy Page said he worshipped and he was so into. Wow. It's it, dude. It's fucking. It's it blows I, my mind. I hope much he broke a piece off to him. Man. He, wow. That's all I can say, folks. Right. I'm like, I'm, I, I was, I'm flabbergasted. Right. I, right. I was just thinking the exact same word, man. It was like, holy shit. I, I kind of knew this story. But when he dove into it, I was like, oh my God, man. Like we played 30 songs. Yeah. Like 30 songs that we know by yeah. Led Zeppelin. Like classic songs. Right. Right. Every one of these, I, you know, and I'm not like a hardcore Zeppelin guy. I know every one of these tunes. Yeah. I agree. I know every one of them. And maybe, and I, and I maybe, hear, I hear the influence. Right. There's there's been a couple like yeah, maybe the traffic one <clears throat> and maybe the uh the the stairway to heaven ripoff. I in the yeah, you know, there's a couple that have been like, eh, maybe. Yeah. But most of them I've been like, holy shit, dude. This is yeah. like like holy shit. Right. I, I never like I said, I never Zeppelin never did anything for me. I love them. And they never did anything for me like to to play like Bonham right. or anything like that. I never paid attention to his drums like everybody worships. But, you know, Zepp is one of the greatest bands ever, man. Right. And there's a reason for that, because they stole fucking ideas off everybody else. <laughs> right. Right. Because they're they're the culmination of all this amazing music. And a lot of this wow. shit, man, like a lot of the stuff that they're ripping off, like, I don't know. I, I didn't know that Richie Valens song. I didn't know that uh, 
I love that Richie Valis song, bro. Yeah. Love it. I'm going to try to get my band to play that shit. You should, dude. That's a great song. It's an awesome rockabilly 50 song. Yeah. I grew up with that song. Love it. I got two more. These are ones that they, uh, I believe that they actually gave credit to. And, um, or that the fact that they, you know, that these are just flat out uh, remakes of classic blues songs. So the first one was When the Levee Breaks, which I think might be my favorite Zeppelin song. So here's a little, here's 30 seconds of that. I love that song. I love and that song. I love the drums, man. I Fuck. do too. It's just heavy, just kind of hangs over the whole song. I heard um, Bonham recorded that drum beat in like a, a big hallway of a mansion and they recorded that and they that's the drum track that they used. I can I can hear that. The big echoey kind of yeah. drums. Yeah. Here's I found a an old version of When the Levy Breaks by Memphis Mini. <laughs> Same name and everything. So that one, they actually gave credit. They gave her right. I mean, credit you just put that. Out. You just put that drum pattern to it. Right. That Bonham did, and well, you got that song. Which is weird, man. Because it's like, okay, cool. You gave you gave her credit. So you're like, that's she wrote part of that, and she wrote that in 1929, or she performed that in 1929. It's like, why couldn't you do that with all the other? Greed, baby. Right. She's dead. That's probably a good point, man. Right. She's she's deceased. So. Who's going to, you know, Helen Wolf was still alive. Muddy Water was still alive. All that other kind of stuff. Oh, I got one more. Actually, it was as I was looking at my, my notes, I had uh, three other songs that got ripped off by other people, but we're probably talking <laughs> for like two hours. I'm like, I'm, I enjoy it, man. I don't give a shit how long we talk. Yeah. Here's um, here's Gallo Pole. Gallo's Pole. Oh, I love this. Love it, song. dude. And the one they did on the uh, the page and plant the acoustic. Oh, the unplugged. Days. Unlet it. Dude, yeah. it rocks. That was yeah. a big fucking song. Yes, I brought you to keep it from the gallows I love yeah. when the drums pop in there. Yeah, man. Awesome. I think I like the uh, the unplugged version a little bit better. But yeah. That's, you know, 
I, I saw them on that tour and they did that and it was fucking brilliant, man. Oh. The drummer they had on that tour was great. That's a song just in the liner notes is marked as traditional arranged by Page and Plant because that's an old like Lead Belly covered that or wow. Lead Belly. Father, did you bring me silver? Father, did you bring me the gold? What did you bring with your father? Keep me on the gallows, oh Lord. I'm throwing it. Yes, I'm throwing it. You would bring me, keep on gallows, oh. Son, I brought some silver. Son, I brought some gold. Son, I brought some everything. Keep me on the gallows, oh Lord. Dude, I think wow. how fast his guitar is, right? He's like, amazing, like Belly, man. Yeah, I don't, listen, like, he, I don't yeah. listen to him a lot, but, uh, but what he had it is access at that time and that music that he made shit. He was a hell of a guitar player. I'm looking up like, what year that what year did that did he record that? I would say in the 40s. 1939. Yeah, you're close. Yeah. 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 Right there, man. Right. It's like crazy, right? That Memphis mini song was like 1929 and, you know, he's 1940, 39. But like, yeah, he gave those guys, he gave them credit. They gave them credit. Yeah. But let's look at this in another point of view. Let's look at this as Zeppelin being like, hey, nobody's making money off of these, these songs. Why don't we make money off these songs? You know, and it just like kind of backfired on them. You know, like they saw, they saw an opportunity to take advantage and they did, you know, I think that's the way they were thinking. I I can I can follow the logic, right? Like uh, it's passed down by generations. I heard this song, right? That Lead Belly song, like maybe somebody, you know, it doesn't say he wrote it. just said he recorded it. So that could have been around forever. And Zeppelin's like, well, we're just picking up what he put down, right? It's been around for 50 years, 60 years, 100 years. We're just going to keep doing it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, I get I just see them taking advantage of something and seeing something nothing nobody's making money off of it. So hey, let's let's take it and make money off of it. I I would love to do some more research into like when was the first like uh the music copyright lawsuit, right? Like somebody get accused of ripping somebody else off. Because it seems like they they've been piled on more than anybody, and, and now it's like you know it's all over the place. It's probably some gospel song, man. Gospel R and B song, sure, probably match up. And that's where you know we said it's it's where it gets shitty because so much of this old music came up through like the African American gospel blues kind of stuff, and then some white dude took it and started using it to sell records because beforehand it was like you know just. uh spirituals or or way you told stories or things that were passed down over families it just you know and then it became somebody used it to make money yeah yeah like songs that like to mourn to you know for lost songs to to be happy about songs to be, you know zeppelin just took a whole like culture and turned it english Right, like it took you know. Remember we I, the blues. Yeah, I don't know the blues episode. Remember the blues episode we talked about, like that dude that drove around with the uh, the recording equipment in yeah. his trunk, and he went yeah. to all these like plantations and shit. Yeah. and recorded all that. I wish I could like, remember from, his name. Yeah, it's like uh, 
it, you can go back and listen to our blues episode and get it. But it's like if somebody did that, like, I'm going to take all that, man, and I'm going to do covers of that and make money. Right. It's like it's kind of it's interesting in that, like, cool, you're going to bring it to the people, but it's also kind of slimy and dirty. Yeah. Like, because if you're not giving the people credit. Yeah, you know, like, building, people- they're building fucking houses and having swimming pools and buying money from money we can't even think of. And, you know, lead bellies ancestors are probably fucking living in property somewhere right and again like if you're not a if you're not a music person and you don't uh you know dive into the story music you 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 may have heard the name like belly but you don't you don't know his his shit you know i didn't know much of him until we did this show and about our blues episode and i have a, a, a good friend that likes the blues a lot like the history of blues you know the most blues i know is the classic rock and roll blues rock and roll so i think that's that's all i had man that's all i had on zeppelin I, we've been talking for two hours and 15 minutes so i got a couple it's of very this. interesting though i hope our it's, listeners dig it you know i my opinion you know is i feel like we're struggling with rap like not struggling telling the story but we're we're trying to struggle with zeppelin made amazing music but they ripped off a whole lot of people you know like we're we're talking about truth it's the truth you know it's like i I don't want to just be like they're pieces of shit and they're you know they ripped off black people blah you know i'm not want to be that dismissive but it's also it's it's really fucking complicated man like how do you you know how do i i'd like to how can how can like how can not be offended if you're like african-american and you hear this like ripoff from like lead belly and you know lead belly and then you hear a song from zeppelin you know, so people are cultured, man. People know shit, you know, and just be like, that's the fucking most racist fucking thing. Right. I don't know. Like I said at the beginning, man, it's like, what's the point of this episode? Like, do we want to, you know, I don't want to sit here and like just trash can Zeppelin. I want to be like, dude, go check out all this awesome shit that listen, you know, like what go, else is going on? Right. Go listen to Howlin' Wolf and, and Muddy Waters and Albert King and, and peel the back Zeppelin a little bit and go look at, listen to all this stuff that they did. And maybe you were like, Oh, cool, man. I really like that Richie Valens tune. I'm going to go way into all his shit. Yeah. Or, you know, Helen Wolf was awesome, dude. I want to hear more of that. Yeah. Go out and check it all. It's all on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on your platform, man. We put it all together, man. In the we played the playlist. We got the Zeppelin song and then we got the song right after that they ripped off right after it. So it was a great playlist, bro. You did a great job with this episode. This was this all you. Was, this one was fun, man. I, I was it I, hard to like do all the research for it because it, was it wasn't because so much shit has been written about them, especially the the lawsuit around uh, Stairway. The guy just listed it all out. So I just started listening to all the songs. I don't know, man. We'll talk about this maybe in the 50th episode, but I love the ones where we tell a story and we're kind of talking about shit that maybe people don't know. Yeah, you know, like the I, blues I, and the I learned brothers a whole lot. And, I learned a whole lot tonight. I mean, I got some second thoughts. Oh, uh, I got a whole bunch of second thoughts. So nice. I, I love that. The, the sheep guy. So I talked about this a couple times since the Woodstock episode. So if you watch the Woodstock episode, there's one scene when Santana is playing where there's a guy naked holding a sheep. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that? I found out who that was. No, and he's more famous than you would think. So, OK, the guy's name is Lewis Beach Marvin. The third he's in the movie a couple times. If you see somewhere else, there's a guy wearing like a funny hat and he's holding a sign. It says, um, love your animal. 
friends don't eat them. And uh, his family owned a uh, like a a business. He was he was pretty wealthy. He bought a sixty acre property up in the Santa Monica Mountains, and he opened this kind of like hippie commune animal sanctuary place called the Moonfire Temple. You can actually go look at it now. Like it's available. Um, you can book it for like a movie shoot or fucking porno. I don't, I have no idea. It um, must be nice to have rich parents. Yeah. So he built this. There was this house. There's this house on it that looks like an old like water tank that's all been like the the sides have been like they're all glass. Um, and he went on this real like weird hippie. He tried to raise money to ban like toy guns from being sold during Vietnam. And he had all these animals like roaming around the property. But he had this house and it like Hendrix would go there. Joplin played there. The Doors played there. A bunch of magazines and movies have been shot there. The Manson family apparently hung out there. But where it gets really weird is the night that Jim Morrison got arrested for whipping out his pecker. Yeah. Jim Morrison walked out on stage holding a like a lamb. Yeah, sure. That. Yeah, yeah. This guy gave him the lamb. It makes so much sense now. And he's Jim Morrison is wearing like a like a the hat, like a skull, like a skull, yeah, a skull on there. It's this guy's hat. Yeah, he gave him the hat. So it's like just weird that all that shit just kind of crossed together. Yeah, it was in the Albert Stone movie, too. That, yeah. that made the Albert Stone movie. So it's just, it's just weird that I'm like, oh, who? Wait, the guy's in the Woodstock movie for like three seconds. You see his naked ass and the guy holding a sheep. And you turn out that he's like connected to all connected these to other, the doors like, and she, the doors yeah. and Manson and Joplin and all this weird like just, you know, I, I just love that kind of shit. So the 64 bracket of the worst songs that we shared. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a couple people reached out to us saying, "Like, hey guys, you, you you're gonna share. You can't keep that bracket to yourselves. You got to share <laughs> it." So we'll we'll share it uh, on our on our social media. I said we we're gonna keep it, and we don't know what we're gonna do with it. And uh, Lucas actually reached out to us and was like, "Thanks so much for sharing it." You know, Lucas, Ken, and Joe, thanks so much for sharing it with us. Uh, Lucas said he's actually uh, he comes to Philly every once in a while for work, and he said he'll make a point to stop down to McCusker's Tavern. So that would um, be amazing. I told him to please let me know. You know, I I, yeah. live, I live a little, you know, about a 45 minutes away from the bar. But I was like, hey, man, if you're in town that week, I'll, I'll, if I can come down there. I'll, I'll, I live very close. I'll, I'll run down there and say hello. Yeah, well, you might be working. So I, may I was be like, uh, you know, let us know. You know. We'll drag the warden down. I'll, I'll buy your beer, man. It would it'd be really we'll cool. Make them, so. Like spin in circles and go. Wee. <laughs> it, we also got an email from Liz from Scottsdale, Arizona, who I believe Liz, is like, oh, uh, how oh, I hope they're doing good. Lex and Liz. Yeah, she was an great, old uh, right. She, uh, she was a customer at McCusker's. Great. She'll always be a customer at McCusker's. I mean, they're such awesome people. Uh, hello, guys. Oh, that's awesome. So she wrote in, said your podcast. I love the podcast. It's great. I find myself agreeing and disagreeing. LOL. It's great to geek out on the way to work. It's so much fun. I hope you're both doing well. Thanks for making my commute easier in the morning. P.S. Iconish. LOL. And double PS, you like the Jimmy Buffett song, Mexico. That's actually a James Taylor song. So you like James Taylor. Just saying. <laughs> so she kind of she kind of jammed on me for liking that song. And she kind of fucked for on you. you for mispronouncing the word iconic is iconish. And then I wrote her back, said, we'll send her some stickers. And she said, Lex and I are happy in Arizona. We missed a bar all the time. And we'll send her some stickers, man. I, that's awesome. Hearing from we miss somebody. you guys. We miss you. Uh, music news. All right. I got two things. This is this first one's fucking weird. Mariah Carey's lost album. Did you hear about this? Mariah nope. Carey. All right. 
Mariah Carey told Rolling Stone magazine that she recently unearthed tapes of an alternative rock album called Someone's Ugly Daughter that she secretly recorded in 1995. The pop superstar and queen of Christmas created a goth persona for herself. It worked on the project the same time she was in the studio recording Daydream. That's the album that has like always be my baby. Super, yeah, super, super, super hit. So she would like she would um, record it during the day and then she would get all like gothed up and try to record this like alternative album. She's nuts. And Sony Records was like, dude, we're not putting this out. There's no way it'll damage your image. I, ironically, she was married to the CEO of Sony yeah, Records at the time. Absolutely. So the album came out in 1995 under a band called Chick, but it had a different girl singing it. They recut the entire album with like a friend of Mariah Carey singing lead vocals, mm. and Mariah Carey sings back, back up on a couple of it. But it was all like all the um the liner notes all have like fake names, so like you would never know it was her. Hmm. And she said she just found a um the the master tapes with her singing all the lead vocals who so cares she, she wants to release it i mean fuck it dude i'll listen to it like i'll, I, I'll put an electric chair yeah probably i'll, <laughs> I'll hear her listen you know i want to hear her try a her 95 cheryl crow tried all her goth uh, shit like, I'll, I'll listen to it all right uh the electric chair i got i got something for the electric great chair, so. All right, so it's time for the electric chair. The electric chair is a segment we do every episode where we kill a song for being absolutely friggin' terrible. And so this week, um, I'm going to pick one. And I, dude, I was flipping, I was in my car the other day and I was flipping through the channels and there's a station on Sirius XM called TikTok Radio. And it's like, what, like, whatever you think is how terrible that is, that's what it is. So like, who tic- wants to- they like do all the dumb TikTok shit music to that? Right. Whatever musicians are on TikTok, I guess that's on the radio station. So flipping okay. channels and I found a song. I, you know, I'm just I'm just I'm driving and I'm going through this thing and I hit the channel four and it says the rapper's name is Young Gravy. Y-U-N-G <laughs> Gravy. Oh. And I'm like, what? Like, OK, I mean, in. I'm interested. Let's let's listen to it. And it was so terrible. And I'm, you know, I'm the cranky old 46 year old. Dude, I'm like, yeah, me too. Fucking young gravy. What the hell? These kids don't know what they're talking about. Right. It was so bad. I was like, I'm I'm putting this on the list for the electric chair. And it's been on my list for about a month and a half. Um, This dude is one of those guys that like started on like SoundCloud, which we could we could do a whole show on like how SoundCloud is like ruined. I don't know much about it. I don't know much about SoundCloud. It's like YouTube of like you can you and I could make a song on autotune and put it on SoundCloud. Wow. And um. I, you know, it's kind of like a social media platform for just like music, like up and down like with people. <laughs> right. Like Billy, Billy Eilish started on SoundCloud. And okay. this, this young gravy asshole has a uh, gum he has gravy. Two, he has two platinum singles because he started on, on uh, SoundCloud. So I'm just going to play. Here's a song called Mr. Clean. I just went on, I pulled him up on <laughs> Facebook and every one of his, I pulled him up on Spotify, dude. Every one of his songs has over a hundred million plays. So the joke's on us. So here's Oh yeah, we're old, dude. Right. Here's It's all thanks to Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Gravy White Flow so me. Mr. Clean. Pull up on my whole damn That's what people hear it. <laughs> Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Mr. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm, I don't even that know what is, to say. It's blasphemy, man. 
right? so that whole, disrespectful. Like, so the disrespectful. Mr. Sandman from the 40s. And God, I wish you never did that to me, dude. I'm waiting for like something else to change. Like, it's just the same fucking thing. Joke's on us, Bruce. We sentence you to death. So young gravy could be, uh, you know, we could be old gravy. We don't want to hear. We you. are. I don't care. I, I whatever, man. I don't. Okay. I, I feel bad for these kids. These kids these days, they don't know what music is. When we think, worked at the record store, that was music. I think the. Um, I think it was recently the twenty or twenty-five year the anniversary of like Auto Tune. Just uh, somebody from Pantheon was sharing it. It was the anniversary of Auto Tune. I didn't know uh, it was around that long. Yeah, man. Well, that that stupid share song that we played. Oh, right, was, right. Like that was one of the first ones uh, to use it. So it's just then it's everybody ruined. did it. Yeah. Again, we could do a whole show. It ruined auto, music. How it ruined like, his that fucking clown uh, Post Malone. That's all he does is fucking use that Auto Tune shit. Oh my god, dude. He yeah. He's a shitbag too. He seems like a nice person. I really think he's a nice person, but I I just can't see why he's so famous. I dude, I would we could do a whole show on like auto-tuned artists and are, are they any good? Like we did the does Rush suck? Does any of yeah. these you know, does Post Malone suck or any of those Well, other, I do any of these auto-tuned artists are they good? One of my ideas was we should do a show is rock dead. And sure. We, I don't know. I don't know is rock dead. Yan Yan Warner just did a um from Rolling Stone just did a uh like a Q&A with Springsteen like last week and he was he said rolling uh, rock and roll music is dead. Springsteen the, said the, that? No, Yan Warner did. The yeah, founder of Rolling the Springsteen, Stone. With the Springsteen say. I didn't I didn't hear what Springsteen's response was. Did um, he hit him over the head with Clarence Clemens fucking old saxophone? Right, right. Like, Fuck you. Yeah, man, I, I was saying before like we should do an episode on like is uh can Gary Clark Jr. say rock and roll? We could totally do yeah. it. Like, is, is rock and roll is rock That's and roll what dead? It should be. That's what we should. Who's gonna save rock and roll? Can can Gary Clark Jr. save rock and roll or who can save rock and roll? And I don't even listen to a lot of modern shit, man. Like I'm we're we're in a couple yeah, of, I I'm I'm so into uh fish. I I really don't pay attention to anything else besides them or the Grateful Dead. I, I really shut myself out, man. I, I guess I'm the one that's losing out. No, man. The, the, the when I want to hear new stuff, I go back. You know, I go back to the '50s and I dive into shit, or I yeah. go into like old country music. And do you your know, kids just, like music like we did? Um, uh, like you know how when we yeah, were growing my, up, like my, everybody had a band. You were a Van Halen fan. You were a Van Halen fan. If you were a Motley Crue fan, you were a Motley Crue fan. Like you represent it like all the time, like. Do kids even have that anymore? My daughter listens to a ton of music, but she's into like Johnny Cash and Zeppelin, yeah. all the shit we talk about on the show. My my oldest son, he'll go from listening to uh, like Mountain and uh, you know some stuff like Ram Jam to all that auto tune crap that I want to get. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you listening? Like, shit that to me, I'm like it all. I, I sound like the parent when I'm like. This all you are <laughs> right, right. I was like, this all sounds the same. There's no difference in the, you know, it's some computerized b- uh, bass drum and some clown singing an auto tune. So, 
He's got some good taste, and sometimes okay. he totally shit. I know your bed. daughter has great taste. Yeah, and my youngest that. doesn't. My youngest doesn't doesn't really care. You don't but, care. Uh, that's yeah. I think that's the future of generation. Your youngest my, don't care you, about music. He don't you know, care man, about he, music. My youngest asks me every time we're in the car. He's like, "What song did you play on the electric chair?" And I played for him, and almost inevitably, every song. He's like, "I love that song." What the hell <laughs> are you doing? So that's. <laughs> That's TV watching right, right. He, TV. Yeah. yeah, he's 14, so he's got a very, you know, ethereal taste in music. So anyway. All right. So that's a wrap on episode 48, man. We only played 30 second clips of all these songs because we didn't want to screw over some of these artists out of royalties like we were Led Zeppelin. But if you want to if you want to hear the whole song, go back and check out the episode playlist we put together. It's got all this the Zeppelin tunes and then the originals right behind it. If you want more Prisoners of Rock and Roll, hit that follow button in your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review. Tell somebody about us. You can check us out online. We're Prisoners of Rock and Roll dot com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at show at Prisoners of Rock and Roll dot com. There's links to all that stuff in the show notes, too. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks, man. This was dude. This was awesome. I love it, dude. Yep, We played so much music in this one. This one was was I'm going to this is one of them. I'm going to brag about to my friends. I'll be like my blues guys. I'm like, listen to this shit. Yeah, we we did a good job. So I man, we'll be back in two weeks. Thanks so much for listening. Keep on rocking. Peace out.